0: Okay, it's me, Katrina, again. I'm here at the water, the beautiful moving waters on Beconic Bay out in uh, the Hampton areas. Um, I particularly love water because I, with Edgar Casey, you know, a uh, great sleeping prophet who had his whole establishment and his mission and his work in Virginia Beach, which I visited with my partner, my life partner, Fred, and our dog, Poochie. And it was just an amazing experience because uh, he's sort of been my sole mentor or inspiration in my psychic life coach work and working with my clients and workshops. And uh, we've had our own TV show, radio show, Fred and I did together. And I'm here again with you. Um, So anyhow, being at Edgar's place, the uh, Association for Research and Enlightenment, the ARE in Virginia Beach, Edgar Casey's set up. He was in the 1940s working and died around World War II time, but he worked for a long time. And many people at that time, the nineteen ten 20s, 30s, you know, the world of the paranormal or the psychic or spiritual enlightenment groups and discussions was pretty, pretty slim, very few. And Edgar was inspired and asked by his master teachers, uh, he worked specifically with Jesus, but there's many others, to help people go out there and use his great gift. He could connect at the highest level of the k records, which is a file place in the energy spheres of the divine force where all our life records are kept. Um, And he would be able to lay down on a couch or a bed or something with a client and go to sleep, it seemed. But In this uh, trance-like altered state, great levels of information from the Akaish records came in for that person, for their health, for their family, for their well-being, their body, their mind, their soul, because it's mind-body-soul, it's a triangle, it's all connected, interconnected. And there are thousands of his readings, etc., and books that he put together. And people wrote about him, and the center's still operative. So check it out. It's an amazing place. When I was there, I could feel Edgar. um, His spirit and soul were in the older building where he had his hospital for healing, which closed. He went bankrupt because people, his investors did a wild thing with him. But anyhow, it's all there. So I do have an altered way of working. Although I don't go to sleep like Edgar Casey, I do go to an altered state of consciousness where it's not Katrina who's speaking to you now on this level of myself, but it's my divine self being used as a conduit, a channel for the person's mind, body, soul healing. So that's what I do. Um... I will, as I develop this podcast, because this is all brand new to me. I've done TV, I've done radio, but I've never done a podcast before. So, hello, hello, podcast world. Um, I'm excited because I want to be in touch with you. And it's a psychic journey for you, for you, with you. And psychic, if you look it up in a dictionary, only means of God, of spirit. So, we all have these innate divine... Energies that are psychic, of spirit, of soul, of ourselves. Some people have it more developed than others. And I knew as a child that I was of another kind of consciousness that I connected to. And I would travel outside of my body when I was seven or eight years old in Albany and see myself above myself looking down. It was pretty scary because I come from um, Polish peasant-type parents. My mother and father are both totally Polish, Fortuna. Uh, not a, It's not a very Polish name, but it is, in fact, it originates in Poland, because uh, I'm not going off on a tangent, but I'll just give you a little insert to my name, Fortuna, uh, the village outside of Krakow had, uh, the, the villages had all these Roman-type Latin names, and it was because, you know, Poland's history, it's been overrun by other countries, especially by the Romans, and later on World War Two, the Germans, But there's no mountains, they have no big armies, no big products of protection, and they were very, very poor until most recently, Poland. So, the people that lived in these mountain towns, when the Roman soldiers and That culture was active there, living there, taking it over, uh, intermarried, and, uh, the name Fortuna is not, I'm not a Fortunsky, it originates from centuries and centuries ago, and it does mean luck and fortune, of course, and abundance, which I hang out with in good ways and share, so anyhow, that's how that comes together, and, um, I worked with a trans-chandler and great psychic and great uh, person, Reverend, Red, Reverend Ron Fredericks. And I worked with him in New York City. In fact, we he had weekly uh, sessions or church gathering on Sunday, right across from Studio 54, which used to be my old party place that I hung out and stuff. So it was kind of interesting. And... um. I had so many people die in my life during the AIDS 10-year attack until they got the cocktail, one including who didn't die, but who is HIV positive, but he doesn't have AIDS, is my brother, Timothy. And I'm an artist, I'm a writer, I was in acting fashion in New York for a long time, and My world was the artists, the writers, the actors, all that stuff. And so many died that were close to me in the 80s until the cocktail came out. My brother has survived, but he's pretty much outlived all the people in our circle and his dearest friends who were not fortunate enough to have the benefit of the cocktail. So death is an issue now. You know, we have a very big crisis in the health area in the world globally and I feel it's a good time for me to be forward again in the media I've taken a media step aside for about three or four years but I'm back and um, I'm here now taking call-ins as I develop my technology here I can set it up where you can talk uh, my TV show was called Portals of Light and Love I Filmed it for two years with Fred. We did it every week for two, three years out in East Hampton LTV studio. I also imported it to New York City Cable and lots of places. So the idea was people would call in with your questions about the psychic or personal questions that they might want answered for a little bit. And also I featured, you know, uh, writers of the uh, aromatherapist, uh, writers on... On the metaphysical, the healing, feng shui, color healing, aromatherapy. So I've been very active in the media with all of that. So I'm going to bring that into the show. And it's pretty exciting because there's so many great healers and practitioners out there in all different aspects of that. You know, it's like a big circle of talent and divine inspiration. So That will be incorporated, too. So there's a lot that's going to be coming up. But again, this is the first one off. And I'm here looking at the water with the ducks and the swans and the birds. And the fishes swimming out there in front of my house. So I'm very blessed to be in this kind of nature. I lived for years in Greenwich Village. Raised my daughter, Francesca, uh, there. She went to all the little schools in the village. And then she went to uh performing arts uh, high school and then she went to nyu and graduated so uh you know i love the city um i don't love so much what's happened to it it's become so expensive that only millionaires billionaires can live there which is kind of weird but that's how it goes oops a sailboat's just going past me a little tiny sailboat with two people on it god bless sail away. (laughs) Anyhow, it's an exciting time. It's a very stress-filled time, fear-filled time. You know, when there's a lot of light that has happened in the past years in politics, there was a lot of breakthrough. And I'm not uh, supporting one political party or person or another. I'm not into that. But after light and enlightenment, often comes big waves of darkness and fear and craziness so for me this is part of the pattern of what we're in it happens to be about the body and that you know that's a big button on people living dying sickness etc so we're here to work through that fear together and you know there's a lot of advertisement in the media about us doing this together well that's correct we are all connected. And this is another crisis of opportunity that my life partner friend uses that phrase a lot, and I think it's brilliant. And that I underline the opportunity, a crisis of opportunity. But let's look at the opportunity. The opportunity is for us to get closer to each other. You know, we've been living on machines and internet and messaging and email and oh my God, all of that and more. And people have become generally, huge amounts attached to the machine, their telephones, it's their life, it's their thing most of the time, and this is about breaking through those patterns and getting reconnected to ourselves first, and to others that we love, people that we work with, you know, let's share, you know, human care, and graciousness, and caring, and support, To not just our immediate family, but to each other in work, in whatever we're doing. So this is that opportunity. And and if you can't be physically close to each other, it's another type of opportunity to reconnect from your heart and your soul. And give somebody a phone call and say, hey, I haven't talked to you for a long time, but I'm loving you. You know, the voice is the most powerful, one of the most powerful elements that we communicate with. And that's pretty well shut down for a long time because people write, text, message, you know, and we can use our voice again to inspire ourselves and each other and support and give a call and actually, you know, take time to dial the phone, you know, and show people, not by words, but by action, that, we're, we're there, we're next to you, we're walking with you, we're supporting you, we're caring for you, we're loving you, we're being hopeful together, we're working to be more positive, more open-hearted. So, you know, it's a great crisis of opportunity, it's a great time. So I am here, it's almost 13 minutes, I'll go on for a little bit with you as I am now, all of this is, I'm being divinely inspired. So with inspiration, I'm sharing with you from a higher source that um, we can live another way now, you know. And for me, I have flowers all around the house. I have roses and baby daffodils and tulips and, uh, for instance, whatever, crocuses, whatever. I want life. You know, life in the Indian word is chi, the energy force, the chi. You know, and I choose to be positive. I choose not to be negative. I choose not to stay in fear. I choose to work to keep focused on opening my heart to love flowing with myself, to myself, and with others daily. It's a choice. You know, and for me, this time of crisis is, it's either black or white. You're either working spiritually and getting in touch with yourself and your power and your healing and all of that, or you're in the dark, negative, fear, death, uh, worry, stress. There's one or the other now. There's very little gray. So I'm here to support that we walk more and more together in the light, in the self-love, and in the love-sharing, unconditionally loving others. And no, I don't support condoning abusive Weird, negative behavior with family members, with work members, with anybody. But we have to see everyone as a soul. And if they're in weirdness, whoever it is, bless them. Send them to the divine light source and ask for the blessing for them and move on. You know, Jesus was one of the great masters that I work with personally. And, uh, you know, went to the next village. You know, people were shut down negative, whatever, you know, he did all he could do. And if it wasn't available to work through or connect to with others there, went on. So we are to go on today. We are to go on and get up in the morning and, you know, be grateful for a new day. See the divine source of love in ourselves and others working, flowing, you know, shift into that consciousness. I, uh, when I work with a client privately and also my workshop, and I'll include this in the different sessions we're going to do, different episodes together, meditation, you know, like breathe in light, exhale out the fear. You can do that for a minute or two. You can do that in a grocery store. You can do that shopping. You can do it in your house, your bedroom, in your toilet, wherever, if you have a big wave of fear or negativity <clears throat> or stress, you can shift out of it by breathing, closing your eyes and just saying, I'm bringing in the divine light source through all my chakras, all my energy centers. And we'll go into depth of talking about chakras and a lot of the pieces I'm discussing. But today is just a beginning of our journey together. And it's a journey of light and love. That's what I do. That's where I am. So I'm feeling that I can support, I learned how to be more loving to myself. Um, It was very difficult because I had a very big problem with myself for a long time, 10 years of therapy and working through big issues about mommy, daddy, husband who committed suicide at 42 and all kinds of things. So if I can do it, you can do it, we can do it, and uh, that's why I'm a psychic life coach. You know, it's like rah-rah, let's go. Let's lift up and off and go into another light-filled direction. And no, it is not easy. It is a discipline. You know, I worked with Marianne Williamson, who used to be a big lecturer in The Course of Miracles, which we can talk about some other time. But anyhow, I worked with her personally in New York, and the one story she told me, or image she gave in one of her discussions, in one of her talks, she used to do it at City Hall or Town Hall or whatever, before she got into politics and all that. It's a whole other story. But for now, I'll just let you know that she talked about that image of going into a gym, and you don't go into a gym and start with a 30 or 40 or 50 pound weight. You start at 5 pounds, 10 pounds, you build up. So this is a, an inner, uh, the reflection she gave is, you know, the meditation, the inner work, subjective work on ourselves as souls, builds up that musculature spiritually inside ourselves. And you don't start at, a, at, you know, three hours of meditation. You start, and I usually work with a client who doesn't meditate and is coming on board, five minutes, three minutes, whatever you can do. Every day, something. And we build from that. And soon, even though you say, Oh, I can't meditate, it's so difficult, all that drops away in time shortly. And you start to get into this wonderful energy of healing and light and love that is our divine soul flow from the divine source. In, you know, Chardin said, You know, we are spiritual beings having physical experiences, you know, so it's not the other way around. So, you know, um, that's the job, quote-unquote job I do, is to serve you and others, whether it's clients or in workshops or in media projects like this, so we can, you know, feel inspired with each other. You know, I have so many people that I look to that inspire me in their writing, in their Feng Shui work and their artwork you know I spent a lot of time in Europe I've hung out in a lot of the Louvre and Victoria Albert and all the museums and stuff and in uh, Venice you know there's a one place that had you know a, a Picasso exhibit years ago and I was there with friends and, and it was about Picasso and his early life and before he got into cubism and all the weird shapes and stuff, you know, his early work, he did beautiful portraits, you know, and then they had his letters. He wrote love letters that you bring tears to your eyes. They were so romantic, so soft, and so beautiful. Well, he developed into another, you know, kind of (laughs) egomaniac, intense, wild and crazy successful artist, but to see his early works and to get a sense of him de- as as he developed, but with that beautiful, pure, romantic young man, you know, it was pretty mind-blowing. And they actually had a curtain that he did for the ballet in Paris uh, with Declare, Lev, whatever his name is, and Sergei. And it's beautiful. And they had the whole curtain there, actually, the whole piece. its mind-blowing. So those are the places I go for inspiration. The number one is nature. Um, I live at water because, like Edgar Casey, his whole world was set up by Virginia Beach to be near water, you know, because the intensity of the healing work that you put out a lot of energy, you need to rebalance and, you know, restructure and... Renourish oneself. So uh, water is the element that I resonate with the most probably. I love to fly also. I feel like I'm a bird in the airplane. But, you know, it's the chi. It's the energy. And I wake up every morning. I can see sunrise. I see sunset. I have the full moon on the water. I mean, I'm very blessed. But I've worked very hard to get to this place. And I'm here to work with you wherever you are at whatever state of development you are it all begins with the yes the willingness the openness to learn and i don't come from any dogma any religion it has to all paths lead to the higher level of con- higher consciousness healing that's my belief system and who whatever path you're on if it works for you I support that you stay there, but we can work at meditation, at, at, at consciousness levels of enlightenment, and the psychic is about a healing tool that you learn to work with with yourself, and I lead you through that journey. So that's our beginning, I think. It's a lot, and I'm just tapping the surface of all of it, because as we continue in episodes, I'll go much more in depth. Um, with many things of the psychic applications and practices, subjective work to be done. But we're starting together this new exciting journey, Bungee Jumping for the Soul. Uh, it's like I am a life, psychic life coach. Uh, this is the psychic for you um, focus. And I'm here. And together... We are more powerful, more energized, more inspired when we can join together. So that's the purpose of being here with you. I have a blog that you can check out called Being With You. And I have a book that has been published and it's called Don't Let Me Drift Too Far by Katrina Fortuna. That is me. It's autobiographical. It's about my journey from the dark suicide, rock and roll, sex, global trotting, to finding my true home, which is the divine place of unconditional love within me as a soul, and the healing and all that took place through my journeys on the dark and coming out to the light and being in the light with you. So I think that's where I'm going to stop today. It's just the beginning. But, you know, you start where you are and you take the next step. So I'm asking you to remember how beautiful you are, how powerful you are, how many abilities on all kinds of levels to be tapped into. And know that you are supported by your divine masters and teachers 24-7. And all the fears and doubts and stress and worries that are major amplified at this time, especially. We'll we'll go through it. We'll walk through it, and we'll come out the other side even better. So I send you great, great energies of love and the divine unconditionally loving source that we are individuals and souls connected to, part of, and we are one in soul Love is with the divine source. Peace to you. I'm Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Jai your Guru Maharaj Jai. Victory to the light. Love to you. Katrina. Ciao.